Hey, I'm Sheena, former miserable corporate attorney turned full-time calligrapher and creative entrepreneur. I used to feel like I was living my life for other people, and now I am more true to myself than ever. And each week, I'm sharing a short but powerful lesson that I've learned on that journey. So if you're looking for a way to get more creativity and possibility into your life, you're so in the right place. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Sheena show, y'all. Oh my God. (laughs) I did it again. I am recording this episode actually for the second time because I forgot to switch over my mic to the actual professional mic that you see on the screen. Ah! But here, here's what I'm I'm doing. I made the decision. I'm going to do the recording again with a proper mic, and I'm actually going to try and make it better and more efficient. So, yeah, yeah, in for it? Okay. Today, I am talking about a really important distinction. Whenever someone, that might be you, it's probably you if you're listening to this, whenever someone goes from doing something they love, a craft, calligraphy, knitting, whatever it is, and taking it from a hobby and making it into a business. This is a like a reframe, a mindset shift that I see underneath so, so many of, you know, my students and the, the clients that I work with, so many of the struggles to make the business work, to sell more, to actually bring in the money that they want to bring in with their calligraphy, right? So you ready for this? We're going to get into this distinction, and then I'm going to give you three concrete examples of it at work so you can actually start to integrate this into everything that you're doing with your business. Ready? I told you. I'm making this more efficient. All right, let's go. The distinction is the hobby versus business mindset. Let's get into it. A hobby. What's the main point of a hobby? It's that it is for you, the creator, the person who's doing it, the hobbyist. It is ultimately about your enjoyment, your fun, your curiosity, right? When it becomes a business, it stops being about you, the creator, and you have to start making it about them. Who's them? Your audience, your potential customers, your past customers, whoever you're talking to that you want to get interested in your business that you want to buy. It has to become about them, how you can help them, what they might be feeling, um, what they need and want and desire, the gaps in their lives, how you can um, serve them. You need to put yourself in their shoes. So that distinction, that is it. And it might sound really obvious, duh, Sheena, it might sound really theoretical. So this is why I'm going to give you the three concrete examples so you can really see it at work because it's a obvious but subtle thing. And if you can start to think this way, I promise it will improve your selling so that you actually sell more and make more money. Okay. So before I get into the three concrete examples, I do want to tell you That if this kind of stuff that I've been talking about recently, just business foundational stuff, if this is really interesting to you, if this is the kind of stuff you want to learn about and really put into practice, I am working on a brand new offer. I'm like really excited about it because it's it's exactly about business and it's about 
the best way to launch a profitable product. So I am putting together a live bootcamp version of this. It's going to be like a seven day. Every day we tackle something very specific, like how to choose a product, how to price a product, how to plan your launch, how to, you know, market all of that nitty gritty stuff. I'm going to walk you through it and we're going to do it live so that you have deadlines and accountability and a group that you're doing it with it. So you actually get something out there for the holiday season. And it's going to kind of come wrapped up all together with my calligraphy business starter guide course, which has all the information. But this live boot camp, I'm going to tell you how to actually use the information, which parts to watch and how to actually put it into action. Yes. Okay. So if that sounds exciting to you, like something you really need, I want you to get on the wait list at crookedcalligraphy.com slash business. It's not for sale yet, but if you get on the wait list, then you will, that, that's the only way that you're going to like make sure to hear about it. Okay. And if I do any special bonuses or deals or whatever, you will, you will hear about it. So crookedcalligraphy.com slash business. Get on that wait list. Okay. Now let's get into the actual like concrete examples of how you can put this hobby, hobby versus business mindset into action. First example is Instagram captions. Probably a lot of you are trying to share your craft, you know, build up your business, get in front of new people, um, get buyers through Instagram. So what I see on Instagram so often is like, you know, maybe a, a beautiful video of someone doing calligraphy or um, a finished product. And the caption starts with, I loved creating X. These place cards, this wedding invite, this sign, whatever it is, I loved creating. And whenever I see that, I have to admit, I get a little like, mm, man, there's a missed opportunity. Because let's think about the hobby versus business, you know, mentality. That caption, I loved creating X, immediately centers you as the creator. It's It puts you right there in the forefront. And it's kind of the least interesting thing you can say as a creator, right? Like, of course you love creating the thing. You're a creator, you're an artist, right? The creation, the art part is the fun part. Of course you loved it. It doesn't kind of, it adds no value, right? And it doesn't kind of call out to your customer. So here's what to do instead. Put yourself in your potential customer's shoes. Put yourself in the watcher's shoes. Why should they care? Why is it relevant to them? What, what draws them in? Why should they keep watching? If, if I'm a watcher and I'm watching, right, and the, the caption says, I loved creating, my immediate thought is, okay, I don't care. Why should I care? What does that have to do with me? <laughs> Why is that relevant to my life, right? Everybody's like this. I'm self-centered. You're self-centered. We're all self-centered. People are just, you know, like the natural way you go about the world is like, well, how does this relate to me? That's just kind of how we operate. So harness that. I know that, you know, writing I love creating is kind of, it's the easiest thing you can say, right? When if I know that if you have a business, there's so much to do and you're already posting on Instagram and it's taking a long time and uh, it's, you know, you got to come up with a caption and the, you know, the easiest thing that comes out is I loved creating and it's easiest because probably it's like the least effective. If you can take a little bit of extra time 
and just think about, okay, why should they care? What's something that can hook people in? And it can be as simple as a question. Um, do you, uh, what kind of, um, you know, what kind of bride are you, romantic or modern, right? A question that hooks the bride in or you'll never guess how long this took me to create. Oh, then that piques my, you know, curiosity as the watcher or, um, you know, something that centers, something that centers the watcher. I promise this will add more to the effort that you're already putting into Instagram. It'll make, you know, people engage more often. Um, and then here is like kind of an additional bonus tip. I know these days Instagram is, you know, changed a lot and the captions are not as important. Um, the focus is really on reels, right? Those kind of full uh, screen videos. The caption is just kind of a white overlay of text. Fine. You can put that hook, that thing that draws the reader in just on the video itself, right? Add text and just put it right there. It can be like the maybe um, front first kind of text box that pops up, but wherever you add it, it will increase your engagement. Okay. So this is again, the first concrete example of really thinking about them, putting yourself in their shoes and taking that extra step. Okay. Let's get into concrete example number two. And this is all around choosing and presenting and kind of putting your products out there. So, um, I'm, <laughs> I remember when I was, um, in, you know, early on in my calligraphy business and I, I had, I had so many, like a million ideas for products. And I hear this so much from the, you know, the coaching clients that I work with from my students, like so many, Oh, I want to create this. I want to create that. Wouldn't this be delightful? Like I specifically remember, um, I, thought that writing sort of old English, kind of cheeky old English terms like little rapscallion or wee bastard, something like that. And, you know, doing that in pretty calligraphy and having that as art that people could put like in their children's rooms. I was, I came up with that idea and I was like, that is brilliant, Sheena. Everyone will love that. That's, you know, that's just, it'll get a chuckle. And I was really like proud of myself for that idea. And then, you know, and I even kind of pursued it and did a few designs and, but then I thought about it and sat on it for a little while and realized, okay, that's, it, it might delight me, but it's a very specific niche product. I don't know how many actually, you know, actual people out there in the world would be drawn to this and actually purchase this. Let me think about this a little bit further. And I just got to say, like, that's a totally normal thing that happens. If you are going into business, you probably have a little bit of like visionary in you where you love coming out with ideas. You love, you know, coming up with new things, right? Um, that's totally natural. It's totally okay. Please keep doing that. You're, there's nothing wrong with you. But use it to your advantage. Don't let it control you, right? So, you know, get those all out on paper, brainstorm, and then really like start to ask yourself smart questions about the actual who audience for it and the actual fulfillment of it. And then you might, you know, narrow it down so that you can choose, you know, a product that actually works for you and sells. Um, but this all comes back to the idea of that, right? This like little rapscallion thing. 
it was more about me. I found it delightful. I thought it would be fun to create. It was kind of something that was a um, a little like treasure of mine. And I don't know that it necessarily, if I put myself in my audience's shoes, how many of them would share that exact sense of humor. So when it comes to choosing products, it's, again, totally normal to come up with a million ideas and love all of them. And if you want a business that is actually going to be successful and profitable and bring you in, you know, the money and fulfillment that you want, you have to also think about your potential customer and what realistically people would people will want. So that's that's kind of part one of the whole like choosing products concrete example. Part two is when you actually choose a product, the way that you present it would also really greatly benefit by you just putting yourself in your customer's shoes. So a concrete specific example that, you know, one of my students um, I heard recently is say you have found these like scrap pieces of wood. They're really cool scrap pieces of wood and you have the idea, okay, I'm going to stain them a really cool color and then I can do custom calligraphy on them. Awesome. Everybody will love it. So you just take a photo of the scrap piece of wood just on your tabletop and, you know, you write like custom calligraphy. Tell me what you want, you know, me to write on this scrap piece of wood. And nobody buys. I'm going to tell you why. Because for you, the creator, right, you're close to it. You might have a million ideas in your head of like, oh, you, you know, you can use this scrap piece of wood for all sorts of things. But someone who's just scrolling by and sees just a blank piece of wood on a table and there's no context and they don't know how big it is and they have to think kind of hard about what they might use it for, that person is probably going to scroll on by. They don't want to do that that mental labor. So what you want to do instead is really get into your customer's shoes and make it crystal clear for them what they might use this product for. So just add some context. So you can take that same scrap piece of wood and write, you know, a last name on it and stick a few key rings, like kind of cup holder rings on it and put it next to your door and say key holder. You can make a custom key holder. That is immediately understandable to a potential customer. They look at it and go, oh, that's cute. I actually kind of need some place to put my keys. I, I might buy that, right? You can take that same scrap piece of wood and maybe put, uh, write a pet's name on it and put a little paw print and then hang it above their water bowl and take a picture of it like that. Again, immediately understandable to the customer. Oh, I would love that for my pet. That'd be so cute right? So on and on. These are just, that's just a couple examples. But if you can provide your customer, do that again, do that extra little bit of work to think, okay, what would make this really clear and easy to understand and desirable to my customer? I promise that will help sales. Okay. Concrete example number three. This is getting into the actual selling. Once you have your product, and you've maybe, you know, thought about, okay, the the ways to, um, you know, contextualize it and stylize it and photograph it and, you know, all the use cases for it. When you're actually selling, I see so many of my students and other kind of beginning business, you know, owners get really, really worried about themselves when it comes to selling. All the fears come up of, 
oh, what if people say no? What if people ghost me? What will people think? I don't want to bother people. Who am I to do this, right? It's It turns your, when you have just that mindset and attitude, it really turns selling into it's all about you as a creator. Oh my God, I have to put this out there and uh, what? how will people respond to me and how will I come off and how do I feel about it? And it often leads to beginning business owners only mentioning something maybe once or twice, posting about it once on Instagram and maybe sending one email and thinking, oh, that's enough. I don't, it's so uncomfortable. I don't want to do it again. Or saying really generic things like custom ornaments for sale. Here's the size. Here's the colors that I can do for you. I have these for sale, right? It's, it, again, think about all of that. It does not center and put into the spotlight the potential customer. In, in, instead, is really kind of all about the, the creator. I have something for sale. If you can, again, put in that extra little, mm, how can I put myself in my customer's shoes? What would make a potential customer want this? Can I call out like, hey, stuck getting Christmas gifts last minute every single year and it stresses you out? Hmm, that might hook somebody in, right? Um, need like a special gift for grandma that's not just a cheap, another cheap trinket? Cool, right? That might hook somebody in. You want to, again, go that extra step and think about that customer. So I want to give you an actually a really concrete framework that you can look up and start to use when you are talking about your products. It's the AIDA format. AIDA. It is a very well-known copywriting framework. Um, you can Google it, AIDA copywriting, and you know a bunch of examples and articles will come up. Um, but I found it really helpful for me to just kind of give me an easy four-step framework every time I'm going to talk about something, right? And that can be in an email, in an Instagram post, um, you know, on an Etsy listing, to a friend, in person, whatever. So A stands for attention. You want to somehow get the potential customer's attention, right? With some kind of hook, something that interests them, something that engages them. Two, interest. So A, attention. I, interest. How can you get the person and kind of get them interested in it. So you're going to hook them in and get their attention. Now, how can you get them interested in the actual product? And that might be, again, by playing into, um, you know, their desire for a unique Christmas gift. Or it might be by telling your compelling story as a, you know, beginning business owner and creative, whatever that is. D is for desire. You want to stoke the potential customer's desire for your thing. And you got to come up with ways to do that. Why do they desire it? You're helping a small business. You're going to be really unique. It's going to be something that you, um, you're, that grandma keeps for a lifetime. You can come up with ways. The final A in the AIDA is for action. So you want to tell them exactly how to take clear and easy action to get your thing. Buy now. Click over here hit reply and say ornament. Whatever it is, easy to do and clear. So that's ADA, A-I-D-A, attention, interest, desire, action. It can be a little bit funny to use it first, but if you can, again, get start to get into the small step-by-step, little-by-little habit of 
thinking like a business owner and not just a hobbyist. And that really is by doing the extra, really like compassionate and emotionally mature and born out of love work of understanding your customer and why they want what they want, right? All of this, right? So those are the three concrete examples that, you know, just Instagram captions, um, choosing and presenting your products and selling. If you can take this in and really start to make the shift from, okay, this business is all about me. I'm doing this selfishly just for me, for my own fun, my own enjoyment. You know, this should be something that only enriches me. If you can start to shift into, okay, what can I actually, what can I do to actually feel like a need, a gap, a desire in other people? What can I do to serve other people in some small way? What's my larger purpose here? This is hard to do, but it can really shift your messaging from, you know, this kind of desperate, like, oh my God, please buy my product. This is my product. I'm sorry, but please buy it, you know, so I can feel good about myself. Don't reject me, please. Right. (laughs) This is like energy is all about you, the creator. And it's a little bit of a desperate, clingy, needy energy versus getting to a place where you can give off the energy of, look, I feel really good about my products. They're actually great. And I think they actually will add and improve people's lives. And therefore, it's up to me to tell people about it. If you, right, think about your own favorite businesses and brands and places you like to go shop and like to support, don't you love it when they come out with stuff and they tell you about it? I don't know if it's your favorite leggings company or you know, the toys that your children love the best, or, you know, the, uh, the movie, the, the TV company that always comes out with the best, you know, bingeable series, you like that they're telling you about it, you want them to tell you about it, you want to be sold to. You want to start to try and shift towards that energy for yourself as the seller. Here's another way, one last way to think about it. If you can get closer to the energy of, you know how you just personally in your life, when was, think about the last time that you um, found like a new local restaurant that was great or, you know, a new TV series that like, oh, it was so awesome and you just binged it or like a board game. Oh, it was so much fun. And you just can't wait to tell your friends about it. And you have that energy of like, oh, okay, you have to do this. You have to go to that restaurant is the bomb. Like, let's go. When do you want to go? And you follow up later, like, did you try that place? Like, did you get the French fries? Weren't they awesome? Or like, hey, do you want to tell our other friends? Let's go back to that place. I love you talk about it a lot. And you talk about it with enthusiasm. And you talk about it with zero like manipulation or pressure or sales tactics. It's just like you're genuinely like, I want to share about this thing because it's awesome. That is the energy. Imagine if you had that energy selling your own stuff. People would be delighted, right? The right people, your people, would be delighted to get that kind of selling energy from you. So that's kind of the lighthouse, you know, the guidepost that I want you to sort of see in the distance and aim for. It is not easy to get there. I am not saying that. I can do it now. I fully believe in my courses and products, but it's taken me years 
of improving and listening to feedback and gathering testimonials and talking to my students and um, getting criticism and addressing it, all of that, right? It's taken me years to get here, but it is possible. And I want you to be, be able to see that so you can work towards it. And really the fundamental thing that you got to do first to get there is to shift into this mentality of this isn't a hobby anymore. This isn't just about me and my enjoyment. This is a business and a business is about serving others. How can I start to do that? Who are my people? What do they need? What can I put out there that really enriches their lives? And that is what makes, makes it a business. And that is what will make your business sell stuff in a fun way that's compelling and profitable. Yeah. So if all of that helped you to kind of mm, think about your business a little bit differently, if it's going to maybe give you a little pause before you do your next Instagram caption. Awesome. And I'm going to go into so much more about this inside my Launch Your Profitable Product Live Bootcamp. So if you're ready to like do this thing with me as your guide, where every day it's like, okay, we're going to focus on this. We're going to focus on this. You have homework. We're going to get it done. You're going to launch it out into the world. You're going to make money or you're going to learn, but you're finally going to do it. If that sounds appealing to you, get on the wait list at crookedcalligraphy.com slash business. So you're the first to hear about it when it opens. You don't miss any special deal deals or offers or bonuses I might, you know, choose to include. I hear all the time from people like, oh, I just heard about this and I missed it. I don't want that to be you. So crookedcalligraphy.com slash business, get on the wait list and I will see you next time. Oh, you're still here. That's awesome. That means that you like the show, right? Thank you for listening to the end. And I want to ask you a really quick favor. Could you take two seconds right now, literally right now, to just leave a rating on this podcast? And if you're feeling extra generous, write a one sentence review. It really helps more people like you to find this show. You are awesome. I'll see you next time.